Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. It's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili and Grassroots Pharmacy. We'll tell you a little bit more about each of them in just a bit. we got to talk Kentucky's Sweet 16 matchup against Houston. We got to mention Ashton Higgins because we didn't get to him on the last podcast and wanted to talk about him um, just a bit. Plus, I want to, we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament overall because there are some exciting games on Sunday evening. Um, but Kyle, let's start out with this game against Houston. I'm sure you watched the Houston Ohio State game. Yep. Uh, Houston looked pretty good, but Ohio State is not very good. No, that was a 14. I mean, if, if Ohio State had pulled that off, you'd have a 14 loss team. Yeah. Uh, for a trip to the Elite Eight, which would have been an unbelievable break for Kentucky. Uh, as it is, uh, Houston has won 33 games. Uh, Kelvin Sampson has done a pretty incredible job there. Um, they're rolling, but uh, the one thing I would point out about Houston, I've said it a few times, a few different places. I think it's important to note, since they beat LSU, and that's not an insignificant win by any means, but since they beat LSU in December, I think December 12th, they have not not only not beaten, but not played a top 30 Ken Palm team. This will be the uh, best team by far that they've played in three months. So, four months, I guess. Um, You know, that'll be interesting. Like, how will they do when they see elite. I mean, they haven't played anybody that has elite talent like mm-hmm. this since LSU. They did win that game, but that was also when LSU was not what it is now. They yeah. kind of pulled it together. You know, they're they're a very good defensive team. They lead the country in effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, they lead the country in three-point percentage defense. Teams are shooting under 28% from three against them, but that's not what Kentucky lives on. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that necessarily is a, you know, precludes Kentucky from being able to score. It would, they'd feel a lot better if they had PJ Washington because they could attack them inside. They're they're not overly big. They go 6'1, 6'1, 6'3, 6'7, and then 6'8, 260. So they do have a one big hoss Mm -hmm. in the middle, but so does Kentucky in Reed Travis. Kentucky should have a size and length advantage, athleticism advantage, and should, if they had PJ Washington, I would feel confident Kentucky could really attack them inside. Without him, maybe not as much. Now, it'll be, I think it'll be a case of can Reed Travis pass out of the post because mm-hmm. he's probably going to get doubled down there. I like this matchup for Kentucky. I think of, of without, with, even without. Yeah, PJ. I mean, I mean, of the games, if you're trying to, if you're trying to win a game without a, a, a sweet 16 kind of game without PJ Washington, this isn't that bad of an option. Yeah. You know, it's not crazy different than Wofford and Auburn game you know teams that Kentucky have have, have, well, have beaten without one or the other like they beat Auburn without Reed Travis beat them bad they beat Wofford without PJ Washington um, this is a team that's got two guys who've made over 100 threes none of them are like dead eye 50 per, like they're all under 40 percent I think but they're all around 38 percent so like they're all pretty good yeah uh, three-point shooters but they're also six one six one six three. Yeah, Kentucky's going to go six three, well, six five, six six. Well, and the thing about them, you're talking about their competition level, and the American Athletic Conference is 
if you called them a mid-major, they'd probably get really mad at you, but they basically are a mid-major conference. I mean, I, 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 I view them as a mid-major. Yeah, and, but, you know, Mick Cronin will probably get super angry if he, if he heard this podcast, but he, well, gets, he gets super he mad. he lost a home game in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yes, so he, he did. he can kind of get over that. Well, we might be seeing a ton more of them in the SEC. We might get that get to the SEC coaching carousel maybe later on this week, but uh, the, the bottom of the American is not good. I mean, it's 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 very bad, and that's probably where guys like that that are six one six two can get shots off and don't have right. tons of issues because they're not playing elite level athletes like Kentucky will have. And to your point about Kentucky playing well against Wofford and well against Auburn, and I forget who who told me this in the locker room. It was either Tyler Hero or Ashton Haggins. Uh, but the thing that they said that helped them with a Wofford from a defensive standpoint, they basically just rolled out the exact same game plan they had against Auburn against Wofford. Yeah. And to a certain extent, it sounds like they can probably do the exact same thing against Houston. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and competition-wise, you know, they lost the last time they played a pretty good team. It was in the conference finals, and they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah. Week a week earlier, they lost to Central Florida. Now, let's give let's give the Americans some love. Central Florida should be in the Sweet 16 right now. I mean, if any one of three calls that go Duke's way go their way on the, the go-ahead play for Duke, or if they just tip the ball in that was like halfway down and rolled out, that would have been the game winner to beat Duke on Saturday. I mean, that's how close it were. And they also blew a lob dunk that would have put them up six with a minute and a half to go. I think that was the... Uh, the I mean, those are the, you know, there are three moments in the final 90 seconds of that game that would have sent Central Florida and Taco Fall very... I mean, that team impressed me to no end. Taco was terrific. Uh, Dawkins, the coach and the the player, terrific. Um, that's a good team. Central Florida's a very good team. Um, well, I think it should be kept in mind, though, that Dawkins went absolutely insane. He had over 30 points. Yeah. I mean, his shooting... Pre- like that that isn't who they are. Right. Well, right. Game. And they lost... I mean, they lost nine... Central Florida lost nine games. Yeah. And they almost beat Duke. But... You know, the last time this Houston team played Central Florida, they lost. <laughs> last time they played Cincinnati, they lost. And they have not played a top 30 Ken Palm team yeah. since LSU. So, um, look, Kentucky could absolutely lose this game. It's a 33-win team. 33-3 and in the Sweet 16 with some shooters. Absolutely, Kentucky could lose this game. But if you were going to try to survive an, an, a Sweet 16-level game against a three-seed, I think you'd take Houston. I mean, of the available three seeds, absolutely. Yes, I agree. Uh, you know, of the of the three seeds that are because all the three seeds got through the through in the field. And I gotta even look at who they are. I know LSU is one of them. Um, Purdue's the other, one of the others. I mean, those are teams that could hurt you. And Texas Tech is the yes of the three of the available three seeds. You would rather have Houston of yes. of all four of them. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's why this path for Kentucky right. is is kind of right. ideal situation and, and, when you're dealing with question marks with PJ Washington. And if you're Kentucky, you root like hell for Auburn, not just because of the SEC pride, but because that is by far if you've got to play another game without PJ to go to the final four, you absolutely want it to be Auburn. Yeah. Because I mean like if it goes Houston Auburn, Kentucky can get to the final four without PJ. I'm not saying they will, but they can. Mm-hmm. Well, they've proven. I don't think they can I really have a hard time imagining how they beat the current version of Carolina without PJ. Like Auburn can because Auburn could hit 15 threes and just shoot them out of the gym. Yeah. Auburn is on this run, I think of eight straight games where it has hit at least a dozen threes. 
I wrote a column out of the, the title game in Nashville that like you do not want to play Auburn after they won that title because they are aggressive trying to make steals, turn you over and get easy transition buckets defensively. Lead the lead the SEC in steals, led the SEC in in made threes by a hundred. That's a lot. So they could bomb you out. And they could do that to, to Kentucky too. They did it to Tennessee. They can bomb you out and they may be able to do that to to um North Carolina, but I think if you're Kentucky and you're trying to survive without PJ, you'd love that matchup. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, so uh, coming up next, we are going to talk Ashton Hagens, like we promised you we would. Uh, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about Skyline Chili. Um, Skyline is one of my favorite neighborhood restaurants because, well, they got delicious conies, delicious three ways, uh, all kinds of great stuff. And right now, this week, they have a, a promo going that is one for the ages. Free Coney Day is back. You can come and celebrate with your local uh, Skyline and receive one free cheese coney with the purchase of any beverage. Invite your friends and family so they don't miss out. Limit one per customer per visit. Valid Thursday, March 28th. That's Thursday, March 28th. Obviously, hours depend um, vary depending on your location. Um, use hashtag Skyline Free Coney Day on social media to join in the conversation. Obviously, we go to the local one here in Lexington on Richmond Road. Sadly, like we need to drop in some some sad music in the background here because we won't be going because we'll be in Kansas City where they don't have any skylines. But you guys that are staying in Kentucky, staying in you know Cincinnati or wherever you are listening to this, and if you have a local skyline, go get your free cheese coney with the purchase of the beverage on March. 28th uh and check it out because skyline's delicious this is locked on kentucky your team every day ashton haggins we didn't get to him um but you know he's uh he was impressive in that game i thought the thing that he did the best and it kind of seemed like there was a light going on at some point during the game and he we i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast or just you know talking but he struggled finishing this season a lot yes and then at some point in the Wofford game, he's like, wait a minute. These guys aren't going to block my shot. I'm just going to yeah. go and finish. And yeah. then he did it. Yeah. No, he played He played really well. He made his free throws again. Yes. I mean, he's he always makes them when they need them. Um, four or five from the line. I, we mentioned this last time, but I would mention it again. Do 17 it. of 20 from the line for Kentucky. They're almost 75% for the season. By far the best free throw shooting team Kentucky has had under John Calipari. And that is not an insignificant thing in this particular game. Uh, let me pull this up here. Um, one of the interesting stats that Ken Palm has you know, in these profiles for teams is the FTA over FGA, free throw attempts over field goal attempts. It's basically your free throw rate. Okay. Uh, how often do you get fouled? Yeah. Basically, or get to the line. Well, Houston is 281st nationally in defensive free throw rate in terms of their opponent getting to the free throw line. They allow it a lot. Yes. And they're 216th in their own free throw rate, which means they're not getting to the line a lot. <laughs> so, and that's been the story of the season for Kentucky in the in the games that they really play well. They don't they don't send teams to the line a lot and they get to the line almost let me look at Kentucky's Profile. It's basically the complete opposite. Um, Kentucky ranks 14th nationally 
in free throw rate, getting to the line. They rank 23rd nationally in defensive free throw rate, not letting the other team get to the line. In a game like this, and especially when you're trying to hang on without P.J. Washington, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And then factor in the fact that you get there and you make almost 75%. And you have all these guys who don't miss. Tyler Hero is now 67 of his last 68. Well, he would if Tyler here is listening. He's trying to find something to knock on because <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> he has missed one free throw since the last time they played North Carolina on December twenty second. That's wild. And in that game, nobody missed in the last game, and they haven't. They really haven't all season. So, I would say that's not a small thing either. And Ashton Hagens is a guy who he steps up and hits them. Emmanuel quickly seems to always kind of end up at, in the game and on the line late. He hits them. Reed Travis hit the two biggest free throws of the season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Hero kind of sealed it, but it was over. They were up two, I believe, in the final seconds. And Travis, they threw it to they. Yeah. I think I tweeted, "Let's see if Kentucky learned anything from Nashville about finishing a big game." They immediately throw it into Reed Travis. It's like, yes, you did learn something. Throw it to this guy. Let him get fouled, and then you know, I don't think he's the the number one choice you'd have on the line there. But in terms of nerves and you know, fortitude, kind of, maybe. Uh, he stepped up there and knocked him down. Those were, those, that was, the game was over at that point. Yeah. And he said as much after the game. He said the fact that he wanted the ball in his hands. You know, he was ready to take that, that kind of leadership role. And that's nothing you don't expect uh, from Reed Travis. And, and real quick, I do, I do want to read you the comments from John Calabari about Reed Travis because they've been getting a lot of play. And I thought they were, they were really good because, uh, Calipari was asked about Travis after the game and, and what uh, his stable presence uh, brings in on the floor and what and this moment meant for him. And Calipari said of Travis, he trained his whole life for this. Before the last game, I just told him, you've been waiting for this your whole life. And yesterday he was unbelievable, had eight of nine or whatever he did, 18 points. And today he did well again. And every time we needed a basket to separate, we were throwing it to him. And just once he didn't get something, every other one it was either a basket or a pass out. And then Calipari, like he always does, Kyle, this is the, the classic Calipari line. But let me say this. And this, then he goes into what he actually wants to say. What a pleasure it's been to coach him. He's truly professional on how he deals with everything from training to weight training to keeping his body right to being where he's supposed to be on time. People that have come in my gym and watched us coach said that that kid never takes his eyes off you. He's totally engaged with you, what you're saying. And I'm, I get on him now, like I'm on him, like I am these young kids. I just don't have to as much because his is never effort. There's always effort. He is never effort. It's like some other things he may do. And basically, he's, it's revert back sometimes. I would say that's what he's helped us, but he's helped himself in this. He's really put himself in a great position. I mean, nothing earth shattering there from, from Calipari. And as I always do a disclaimer when I read a John Calipari quote, hopefully it made as much sense as possible. I did my best because he always fits and starts. That's what, if you were listening to that going, what in the hell is he saying? Welcome to our world. Because John Calipari like starts a thought, but, but, but also, and then what I would say to you is, and let me say this, and it's maddening. And I end up doing a lot of partial quotes with John Calipari or summarizing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or per- adding parentheses to 
uh, fill in the blanks and or correct uh, stats that he throws out there that are, there that are completely made up. That's any challenges Jerry Tipton to go confirm. <laughs> yes, he always wants us to check his stats. But the, the, I mean, I think everyone got the overall point on Travis. A, yeah, we can make the joke again about eye contact because he stares daggers through you. Read, yes, positive daggers if that's possible, like in a good way. And I, I always enjoy talking to him. And it's it's a situation where. You know, it's it's cool to see a guy like that. Like you can kind of see that he's he's. I don't know if he's necessarily enjoying the moment, but he always has the biggest contingent around him, media wise, yeah. in the post game. Part part of that's his own fault because he's very. You know, he actually answers questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, at least in Jacksonville, he was the first locker that you see when you walk yeah. in. He's in the biggest open space. Yeah. Ashton Hagens has the right idea. If you get in the corner. People leave, don't, not as many come, people come because you can't get over there and you can't get out. Yeah. And I, like I talked to Ashton Hagens one time that after the game the other day, they finally pulled him out into a chair well, in the middle of the locker room. Well, actually, uh, that was kind of, it wasn't all me, but there was, he walked <laughs> in from the podium and he like was looking at his locker. Could you just sit here? But that's exactly yeah. what happened. There was yeah. like, oh, hey, why don't you just sit here? Ashton? Thank you. And he's like, okay. I mean, I didn't talk to him the whole week because he was stuck in the corner. Some for For those of you listening, if you could see what one of these... We never get an open locker room for Kentucky until they're mandated at the end of the year in the SEC and then NCAA tournaments. And it's a, just a madhouse. And they're never big enough. And there are 100, 100 basically like 100 reporters in there. Yes. Just all piling on top of each other. Yes. There have been some incredible ones over the years of Jerry Tipton, like army crawling. And we'll get to army crawling. I don't think we ever talked no, we about mentioned it. Did we mention our, oh yeah, Reed Travis army crawling. But Jerry Tipton, like, burrowing in and out of, like, huddles, <laughs> crawling under people's legs, trying to get using his, with his notepad. <laughs> using his notepad as a weapon. Like, yeah. I, I can't count the number of paper cuts I have from yes. Tipton trying to get past me. But, yeah, those are those things are crazy. But you're right, yeah. Reeves, like, right there in the big open space when you first walk in. He's a great quote. And so he's been, like, just bombarded with people all week. Uh, and he sits there and answers everything and tries yeah. to give you a thoughtful, interesting thing. Uh, on whatever you ask him. And, and I, yes, I do think he is, like, taking the time. And I think he's gotten that advice from his brother who played in the tournament at Harvard. You know, taking the time to, Enjoy to appreciate it. it. Yeah. I mean, you you wanted to do it your whole career. You played four. I mean, because of the injury, he was part of four teams at Stanford that never made the tournament. And this is his fifth college season, and he's fi- and last and, and finally got there. So good for him. Um Circling back real quick, I was looking up while we were talking about Reed. Kentucky is seventh in the country, and I'm looking of teams left in the NCAA tournament, number one, in free throws made this season. Total free throws made. Kentucky has made 577 free throws in 33 games. So, And then in free throw attempts, uh 16th. So they're getting to the line more than almost anybody in the country. Wowzers. And, and again, um, looking, scrolling, of teams still in the tournament, they, they're number one in free throw attempts and free throws made. Wow. That'll be a, that will be a factor against the Houston team that is prone to foul and not get to the free throw line much itself. Yep, it definitely will be. Uh, coming up next, we're going to look around the NCAA tournament. We mentioned the Duke game a little bit. We'll, we'll take a gander at some other teams. Um, and we won't break down our brackets too much, but you know, all our bracket coverage is is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. The pharmacy is a locally owned and independent pharmacy um, looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on alternative therapies, nutrition, and supplementation. 
their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than you to you than your family's well-being. They take the time to get to know you. As Kyle told you on the, the last time we talked about, explain the medication and answer any questions you have. Um, they honor prescription plans, including uh, Medicare. Uh, they're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in Hamburg. Uh, it's located at the four-way stop um, next to the Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. So if you've ever been over in Hamburg, you kind of have the idea of where that is. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out the website, grassrootspharmacy.com. You can also give them a call, 859-263-1382. We really appreciate them sponsoring the Bracket Challenge. We had over 100 participants in that, which has been awesome. Uh, we'll try to look at them on one of the podcasts this week when we get a second to kind of get, get get caught up. On Recalibrated. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm like 79th. <laughs> I'm having a horrible tournament. I still have seven of my eight Elite Eight, but I'm just like I've gotten ravaged in some of these early round yeah. games. So check out uh, grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so we talked about the Duke win a lot of people got mad that it wasn't a central florida win yeah it could have could have could have ultimately been but what about the rest of the tournament kyle like we don't get to watch a ton i will say this and then we can both comment on this on saturday all the games sucked except for two and we were there for those <laughs> we were in there person. For the, yeah for yeah i mean uh it was cool to see the end of that um lsu game uh terrific Terrific finish. I mean, whatever you think of LSU, and there's a lot to not like. Uh, they're they're a really good team, mm-hmm. and you know they've just uh, they've been undeterred by this, and good for them. I mean, go win all you can win, and let let history sort out whether or not it actually counts. But if you go win it, if I mean, if this LSU team goes to the Final Four, not one guy on that team will have any like. Like, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. if they take it away in two years and take the banner down, they went to the Final Four Yep. at LSU. Yep. I mean, like, and those LSU fans will have that too. It's why, like, frankly, it's just like, it's you just might as well cheat. <laughs> I mean, like, God. that's, honestly, that's like, all, that's the point we've gotten to, right? What's the, like, who cares? Uh-huh. I saw somebody tweet yesterday that I you know, generally respect, um... Roy Williams will be the only coach in the Kansas City Regional who doesn't have an NCAA stain huh. on his record. What a joke. Yep. That okay, is technically joke. no, but as I pointed out, North Carolina participated in the most egregious academic fraud in history with many athletes, including many basketball players, including ones that Roy Williams won a national title with. Yes. I believe there were some issues at Kansas. Just a few. I mean, give me a break. Yes. And like, is. look, I've given Bruce Pearl all kinds of hell, and it's it's pretty apparent he lives a little bit on the edges. But his fa- the factually speaking, his sin was having a cookout. His sin was lying about right. the cookout. But it all started with yeah. a cookout. Yes. Kelvin Sampson, by today's standards, is he even a bad guy? He made too many phone calls. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was calling people when the, when, in a in a dead period. Wow, renegade. 
We got we got people dropping like parachuting cash bags out of airplanes over recruits' houses now. Well, his problem was he didn't get the burner phone, right? And then he did it again. (laughs) But yeah, and then there's Cal, whoever you know, everybody wants to assign the most sort of dirt to, who's literally never been named by the NCAA. That's also correct. His schools have had two Final Fours vacated, one for his star taking money from an agent. That is not on a coach at all. A player who's about to go pro taking money from an agent is absurd. Like, that's not that's not on the coach. And then you have the ACT, Derrick Rose AT, ACT score. What, I mean, okay, so we're mad about that, but we're not about mad about decades of fake classes well, at North Carolina. And, and also, it's not connected to John Calipari. Well, that and the fact that, you know, lumped in this whole, uh, oh, shoot, the... What's the name of the sitcom that lady's on that got her daughter in the USC? Oh, yeah. I, Full uh, House. Full House, yeah. Full House lady and uh, West Wing lady, who's also been on a ton of other stuff. Felicity Huffman. There yeah. you go. Uh, the, the, like, before it got into the athletic side of it, I think the the guy, the main ringleader, his whole deal was cheating on SATs and ACTs. Right. So, like, Taking this is, for, for normal kids. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, this. I mean, yes, you can, it, it is wrong to cheat right, on your right. entrance exam, but it isn't like a... My, my point is... The idea that like there's some pure entity out there that's going to redeem this tournament, well, and <laughs> and the fact <laughs> and the absurd. fact that that someone was trying to hold up that it was North Carolina was right, even more right. absurd, uh, egregious, so. ridiculous, and, and like okay, how about Oregon, where it's apparently no big deal if, to be accused of sexual assault, keep a bunch of them on the team and hide it. That's no big deal. I mean, Dana Altman gets a whole hell of a lot of passes yeah. in my book. Don't even get me started on this. The idea that this thing is somebody out there exists that's going to purify this tournament. Well, everyone says Virginia's holy, so they're not. They're, yeah. they, that's what everybody wants. According, that's what the NCAA wants. According well, to some, we lost Liberty. They could have. Yeah. They could have fixed it all. Uh, they would have anyway. put this this tournament in flames if Liberty had moved. Oh, on. flames! I guess. All right, but I want that like the overall thing that I think stands out to most people about when you look at the bracket. You know, you mentioned Oregon, they're in it as the only double-digit seed left, right? The only seed outside the top five. Yes. The, re- the seeds are 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 5, 1, 2, 3, 12. It's crazy. I mean, the top 12 seeds all advanced. Yep. And I believe fourteen, the top 14 Ken Palm teams are all in the Sweet 16. That kind of... Proves out that I, I thought that I had about college basketball overall this year that there were a bunch of good teams at the top, and then there was a slight slip off, and then there was a whole lot of meh. Yeah, a lot of meh. I mean, so one through fourteen in Ken Palm are in, eighteen LSU is in, and twenty nine Oregon. Wow, that's I mean, it. I mean, like one, I would tell you, like Ken Palm is like a, a really good. It's not like the Bible, but it's a really good. If you look, if you know what to look at on that site, and like factors that matter it's a really good uh, snapshot of like who are the teams that are built to do this and uh yeah that's i think that speaks well of his rankings ken uh, pomeroy now a colleague at the athletic humble brag that's going to do it for this edition of the show there is no update on pj washington he still has a foot Yes, confirmed. It exists. There, were, there was some speculation on the internet over the weekend that <laughs> one it, it was that he had gout Yes. <laughs> yeah, we heard some I great can, conspiracy theories. I can confirm through no actual research that PJ Washington yeah. does not have gout. Yeah. 
I would uh, <laughs> I would bet you a lot of money. I'm not supposed to gamble on college sports, but I would bet you a lot of money that PJ Washington doesn't have the gout. PJ Washington is gout. Ben Roberts has gout. I think that sounds about right. And, and now he's at the McDonald's game. Uh, we, we'll probably be talking to Ben. Yeah, at we some should. Point. Uh, we may do an episode this week. Uh, maybe if Who we knows? can squeeze it in, or maybe a segment. Yeah, uh, probably. We'll we'll figure something out with Ben because he's he's down in Atlanta and. And we're we're buddies with Ben, so you can follow yeah. him on uh on all the social media platforms, Ben Roberts underscore HL. Um, you can just search him; you'll find him. You probably already follow him. He yeah. used to be Next Cats. The uh, he's down there. Kentucky has two signee slash commits: Tyrese Maxey and Khalil Whitney, and one big target for sure down there: Matthew Hurt. And uh, I'm sure that Ben will be all over that. And uh, yeah, and the speak, Athletic has Sam Vecini. That's down what there I was going to ask. I have. I'm going to read his, and he's at Sam underscore Vecini. V e c e n i e. Uh, he had a tweet as we were recording. He said, "I love watching Tyrese Maxey. Kentucky fans are going to have so much fun watching him and his consistent energy on the floor. Just an infectious, infectious, positive dude to be around. I can can confirm that when I saw him in the EYBL." tournament last summer so all right thanks again to skyline chili and grassroots farmer sphinx for sponsoring this edition of the show be sure to check them out uh, both of them get you a free coney and then get living well with grassroots pharmacy uh, we will talk to you guys soon be sure to be following along on social media i am at curtis birch b-u-r-c-h i'm at kyle tucker underscore a-t-h you can listen to the show on a cool new podcasting app called himalaya in addition to all the classic ways, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, it's a new app we're partnering with in the Locked On Network. It's really cool. Uh, and when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Kentucky, and then it'll be in your speakers as you head to work. Thanks so much for listening. Follow the show on social media. Search at Locked On Kentucky on Facebook and on Twitter. Find us at Locked On UK. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. And I'm Kyle Tucker. Oh, I forgot who I was. But it's been, I loved it, and I would have say that what's, hold on, let me say that again. I've loved it, 